Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 708 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we find out what it's like being one of the dads in Mamma Mia from Phil Corbett as he is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 17th through to the 18th of January with the aforementioned show. We have a chat with Stage Door Johnny about all that's going on in his world. Well, that at least the bits we can talk about in public. We'll be finding out from Mr. Motivator all about how you can keep yourself in shape with a bit of a dance move and also think about the planet too as we talk about avoiding microplastics in our environment. We hear from some of the cast of the Mary Stevens Hospice Panto. They're producing Peter Pan this year, finding out when that's on and what's going on. And we'll also be talking to the cast of Calendar Girls. Again, well, some of them, because there's a huge number of leads in that, aren't there? The Canic Chase drama are bringing Calendar Girls to the stage of the Prince of Wales in Canic this month. Full details on the way soon. At the Prince of Wales Theatre in Cannock from the 26th through to the 28th of January, Calendar Girls will be bearing all on stage. I have a number of their number with me now to say hello to. I'm going to start with Julie. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. And it's a privilege for us to be doing this. It's actually quite poignant Mm -hmm. because it's 10 years since we did the original script. Um, It's a poignant show anyway, very emotional because it's based on the WI story Mm -hmm. about the death of a beloved husband prompting a group of women to do something extraordinary which is a nude calendar but it is fabulous concealment in other words there are strategically placed props to make sure we don't expose too much however (laughs) um, it's interesting doing it as rehearsal I've slipped into character accent as you can see I'm Chris I play the part that was portrayed in the film by Helen Mirren I'm the go-getter the one with the stupid ideas and the nude calendar is unfortunately Chris's idea and she has to motivate all of my beautiful ladies to my right <laughs> to do so. So I'm going to hand over now to Annie who is Vicky Evans. Okay Annie right so we'll move down the line so tell us a bit about you and Vicky. So Annie is the lucky lady who marries the most fabulous chap um, but then loses him it's really quite sad. So I get a lot of sadness in in the show. There's a lot of grieving. Mm-hmm. But then I've got these marvellous friends who all work really hard to make it right for you. Mm-hmm. They're very supportive. They really help to, to sort of get this calendar sorted out so that we can raise money to, to get us a tea because the relative's room at the hospital is a pretty grim place to go when, when your husband's dying. Mm-hmm. And this means that we get this opportunity to try and make things a little bit better for the people that come along. And, and this lot really help. Um, characterful lot they are as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a poignant show. I mean, you've talked about some of the, the, the grief and, uh, and those moments oh. in there. But that isn't what defines it. it. It's clever the way it does it, isn't it? And as this is the musical as well, you get some amazingly good upbeat numbers too, whoever the character is. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's lovely. It's a really uplifting, happy show. And, and the joy that you can see between everybody and the friendships that are there and the strength and the bonds that are there are amazing and, and these two Chris and Annie <laughs> um, have just got this 40 year of friendship so they know what each other's thinking and they know their naughtiness and I'd be as good as anything but 
she's a bit naughty and drags me along to, to sort of get into mischief. It's like real life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Right. Okay, everyone shuffle down. I'm going to come and stand in the middle so we can have a chat with the next of our ladies. Uh, you are, please. I'm Lisa and I'm playing Jessie. So tell us a bit about Jessie. Right, Jessie is a retired school mistress. Mm-hmm. She's been a teacher for over 50 years and... Um, she's full of fun and she's the teacher that all the children will remember for the right reasons because she's lo- <laughs> lots of fun and at her old age that she is now she's still lots of fun and she likes to have fun with all her friends I try I, Jessie does try and keep them all in check mm-hmm. you're going to need a lot of prosthetics and makeup as well though aren't you because you're not going to look old enough oh well that's mm-hmm. very kind but <laughs> I am um, I am good at doing makeup. That's good. That's, That's going to help. <laughs> okay, right. Now, now next, I'm going to shuffle down one more again, and, and and let's have introductions, please. Hello. Real life, you are. I'm M, and I'm playing the character Cora. So uh, Cora is a really interesting character. Um, she went off to uni, got pregnant, came home, and um, unfortunately, her dad is a vicar. Mm-hmm. So um, she's very apprehensive when her friends say we're going to do a new calendar because um, she joins the WI because she's pressured by her father Mm -hmm. to kind of make amends and to um, make it so that she's improving her image. So, um, yeah, she's very reluctant, very apprehensive, very unsure of what to do. She doesn't want to let her friends down, but at the same time, she's not sure what kind of message it would send her son, um, and she's worried about her dad being ashamed of her. There is a lot of challenges in this story, aren't there? Absolutely. But you get a good musical number too, don't you? I do, <laughs> I do. Come tell us a bit about that one. Um, so, she's a little bit of a joker. She's the troublemaker. I think she's a little bit of... She sees herself as the little sister of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's a bit cheeky, really. And um, when John um, mentions that when she was 19, she played an alternative carol, she kind of uh, does a new version of it to everybody at the WI um, and it's uh, an interesting take on Silent Night so that's something to look forward to you have that coming up don't forget the show right and finally a vision in pink on the end I'm Helen mm. I'm playing Ruth Ruth is um, lovely mm-hmm. in lots of ways very wanting to please everybody all of the time. She's a WI. She can bake. She can sew. She can do everything. In fact, Cora ribs her about it a, <laughs> a little bit as well. Um, she's in a very unhappy relationship, but she pretends she isn't. Everything is smiles. Everything is a cover with roof. Um, she bats everything off because you know well it's easier to do that really (laughs) isn't it you know and if everyone else is happy she's gonna be happy isn't she (laughs) so she's a a lovely character um everything is her eddie eddie this eddie that to the annoyance of all of her friends who wish she would break free and well let's just say there might be a bit of freedom coming for ruth Okay, let's see what happens. As we said, the show is the 26th to the 28th of January. Who's head of giving me the details? I know I've got a leaflet. Are they, who's going to tell me? Come on. I'm going to tell okay, you. Okay, 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 okay. So, 
It is Calendar Girls the Musical. It's at the Prince of Wales 26th to the 28th of January. All performances are at 7.30, but we do have a matinee on the Saturday at 2.30. And our box office is www.canachasedrama.co.uk. And we would lovely, look, sorry, we would love to see you there for this emotional roller coaster of a show. Thank you very much. Give me a microphone back, Nate. There we go. That is it. They are amazing. Canic Chase always do a brilliant production. It's going to be fabulous. Uh, break, break a leg and make sure you get the buttons in the right place. That's all, all I think we say at this point. But it's going to be awesome. Make sure you get along. With Mamma Mia, Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 17th through to the 28th of January. It's going to bring a bit of Greek sunshine and an intriguing tale, as well as some amazing ABBA songs to the stage. To tell us more, I'm joined now by one of the dads from the show, Phil Corbett. Hello, sir. Hi, Jason. Nice to see you. Well, good to see you too. And obviously, uh, an amazingly great feel-good show. You can't go wrong with the music of ABBA. But the story is actually some good fun too. And your character's intriguing times to find out whether he's the dad of the child in the show uh, is uh, uh, a bit of fun, a bit tongue-in-cheek, yeah. but all part of the, the magic that is Mamma Mia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's it, my character turns up the other two dads um, and uh, not knowing what to what to expect just to make this reconnection with an with an island that he had some fun on when he was uh when he was uh younger uh and then he they discover that um they might be unbeknown to each other the father of uh of this of the main character sophie so and that's and that's uh the basis of what what happens but I mean, each of the dads have got their own backstory and it, it must be fun having that story to tell because although many, when they come and see this, it won't be their first time they've seen Mamma Mia, everyone is rooting for each of the yeah. characters in it and the, the, the outcome isn't going to change, but they always feel it might. Yes, I think so. And uh, the three of us are all sort of, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you're an actor and you come into this, you, you, you go, well, actually, I'm the dad, you know, you go up to the character, the girl playing Sophie and go, well, it's me. You think it's me, really, don't you? But... Uh, you never do know. You never do know. It, ne- it never transpires. I suppose each audience member will uh, will make their own mind up. And in the end, uh, it, it it doesn't really matter. But uh, and is it revealed? Who? Well, yeah. Who knows? No, no, Has anybody we, seen the film? Yeah, let, let, let's knows? not go there. Let's let's keep it all a nice secret. No spoilers here for those who are new <laughs> to it. But I mean, you're of an age, probably not that far off my own, uh, where ABBA was music that we knew from when we grew up, but it wasn't our music when we grew up, but it became everybody's music very quickly. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know how old you are, Jason, but I, I can freely admit on air that I'm 55. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, when I, I was 10 when punk sort of happened, so I was I was a little bit young for that, but I loved I loved the feel of it, and I got into it late, and I was into heavy metal, and and of course your part of the country is responsible for a lot of those uh, those metal bands. So ABBA was a little bit cheesy for uh, for people of my generation, but then as I got a bit older, and I'm a musician as well, I realised what fantastic songs they were, and and uh, how everybody could have a, like a connection, and it's part of. It's part of our lives, I mean, around the globe, but certainly in this country, you know, and you can pinpoint different things that have happened and ABBA's music being being a part of that, you know, and it's, uh, it is, they're, they're timeless songs. You never get bored with them. Being in, I've been in the show now for about a year, year and a half, uh, just under, and, uh, you know, through different times of being in the wings and singing along or when you're on. Yeah, it's great stuff. It is, yeah, it is, it is an amazing show. And... 
I think it, it, it wows audiences both young and old, and you've got something for everybody in there. You've got some, yeah, yeah the, the younger members of the cast are having a, a great time doing the dancing round on stage. Uh, and uh, obviously, the it doesn't stop the, the the older members of the cast joining in either, too, whether it be uh, you know, the, the, the the girl band or whether the, the dads are, are bopping along, too. And dad dancing's fine in Greece, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And I think the dad, people of my generation, you know, perhaps some blokes have been dragged along and they might be slightly reluctant, but once they get there, it's such a feel-good show and there's a lot going on. And also, um, some of the costumes that the dads have to wear, I don't want to give too much away, but be um, <laughs> they're going, thank God I'm not, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> and their hearts will go out to us, you know. Yeah, I say it is brilliant fun. It is Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre, 17th through to the 28th of January. 01902 429212, the box office number, grandtheatre.co.uk to get yeah. your tickets. Phil Corbett, one of the dads from, and, uh, from the amazing show that is Mamma Mia. Thank you for joining us. Thanks very much, Jason. Cheers. If you fancy a swashbuckling panto, then Stourbridge Town Hall is the place from the 15th through to the 22nd of January, all raising funds for the wonderful Mary Stevens Hospice, with the amazingly wonderful Will Phipps at the helm of pulling all of this together. Hello, sir. Good afternoon, Jason. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Are you? I'm all right. You've got some friends who've paid to join you again. Well, the, uh, yeah, I've, I've dragged them along. <laughs> That's the way we like it. Go and do full introductions, please. Christopher Maloney. Oh. Sandy Bogle, Charlie Bullock, Will Phipps. Wally Wombat only got 50 pence. <laughs> it's really, you're obviously cheaper than last year. So um, <laughs> we've got an amazing panto ahead of us. It's always the case. And uh, let, let's start uh, with uh, Ms Bogle. So uh, uh, what's it like being part of panto? Is this your thing these days? Because obviously we know you from Gogglebox and everything else that you've done. And we know you've got an amazing singing career, which helps when it comes to performing on stage. So what, what panto with this, this, this lot? I mean, this must be good fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I laugh every every day. It's it's so much fun. It's you know when you've like you, imagine like having a two families, like yeah. your own personal family and then another family. So it's like they're really looking after me. I'm having so much fun. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Which I is know good. I, I may be struggling, so they're keeping. They're having to like you know they're looking after me. You're because, doing great. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, you're doing oh, amazing. Yeah, see, I paid them later. I paid them later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris, you're having good fun too. And uh, as we speak, I, I notice your eyebrows are, are not how we saw you on X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to get into character today to, to retain my script. And, and the, the, the two caterpillars on your face are helping with that. It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> so I've just put them on for a laugh. Okay, as Captain Hook, you've got to be a bit mean and nasty at times. And uh, yeah, whilst you're sat next to a magical mermaid there in the shape of Sandy, uh, obviously uh, you're you're the bad guy. I mean, this this is not in your nature, surely. No, I mean, I've done, I've obviously pantos before and, I, you know, I've done the prints and I just, I find them great. It's great, but it's easy. So with regards to the Captain Hook, I like to get myself into character because um, there's more of a role to play. Um, and I like to just have, have, I like to play around with the character and it's, I, I love it. I think that, that Captain Hook is probably one of my favourites that I play. Well, I just like the fact that both you and Wally are both wearing your Peter Pan hoodies as well, which really sets the scene. Jason, I was Mary Stevens. They've stressed me out. And I got soaked, soaked to this, so I had to change. That's quite a bit of mermaid, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, but, oh dear. Right, so okay, let's 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 go to uh, to Peter Pan himself next. Hello, that's you, Charlie. Come on, Michael. <laughs> the boy that never grew up, and uh, you know, well, I always thought it'd be Will who'd try and get himself into that role in the Grand Seas. He's, he's at least fifty-seven and nowhere near Axe's age. Know. But uh, uh, in your case, uh, is this something you're being timecast into again? Um, I don't know. I think a bit, maybe. I'm a yeah. bit of you know. I think everyone still has their bit of their childish moments, mm-hmm. um, which is good. So I can add it still into the role, and obviously being still young. Um, I can add own experiences into a younger character that doesn't want to grow up. Have you got the have you got these questions before we've even started? That was a great <laughs> that was one of the best dances I've ever heard. Thank you very much. <laughs> It's, 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 it's all his experience of being a young person. They they get away with it these days. It's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. Though. He's very, he's very, very good. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so, and we'll move on to our probably two former young people. Uh, the uh, the comedy duo on the uh, Don't Try That One, Will. Uh, yourself and Wally. Are, and uh, uh, as, as you last year brought so much fun and hilarity to the stage, are you going to be able to do this again this year? No. No, not a chance. <laughs> You're going to try, that's, that's just back <laughs> we have to think about it <laughs> we, did. we did and we're not on very much actually it's only bit, we've only got small bits this yes. year i've got yeah. a very small bit yes 75 percent of the time you're going to be at least trying to get on stage if you're not there already yeah yes. he's already t- he's already took one of my lines we've only got small there. bits but we we extend them out a lot <laughs> yeah. a long pantomime <laughs> 14 days uh is the uh, the length of the average show isn't it Give or take, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to be quite that long. However, uh, Will, I'm going to guess, uh, are you Smee in this? I'm Smee. Yes, I'm Smee, I think. Yeah. And it, it's, are you sure? Are you sure? I think, I am, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> if you not get your lines right, I'll be able to learn mine. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, again, costume-wise, I mean, Will, you, you, you'd like to, to act it up a little bit. And uh, you get a waistcoat this year, do you not? Oh, Jason, the costumes... I've got a waistcoat, I've got a lobster, and that's not just to mention dice candy canes. It's so, going to be an impressive one. You got to take, you've just given the game away that Dave is his real name and not Wally Wombat. Wally Wombat. <laughs> no, no, Dave's the man that lives next door. Yeah, you just <laughs> have to be passing. Yes. And, 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 and Wally, uh, this is your 93rd panto, isn't it? Something like that, yes. Yeah, something like that. Wow. I've lost <laughs> and how do we find you uh, dressed this year? Uh, well, I'm playing the part of Mrs. Shmi, Shmi's mother, uh, and I have got some fabulous, fabulous costumes, courtesy of Imagine Theatre uh, group, and uh, I can't wait. To, I've not seen them yet. I've only seen little pictures, so uh, looking forward to seeing what I'm, I'm going to wear. And as soon as the fitting's done, you're going to be you're probably in them 24-7, aren't you? Yes, Absolutely. yes, definitely. What's is the driving force behind this? Will, I'm going to come to you because this is all about raising funds for an amazing cause. Yes, so we we all have a laugh and we've got some brilliant people. And in the past, we've had some uh, brilliant um, names and celebrities. But this year, we've gone with Sandy and Christopher. Um, <laughs> are the only ones we could What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> the fact you need to give him a clout, to be fair, the way you put that. As soon as we told them that we do... your eyebrows on him. As soon as we told them that we're doing our fifth panto, it's Peter Pan, the Mary Stevens Hospice, they both um, jumped jumped to it 
Uh, Christopher, I know, has got a close connection with the Mary Stevens Hospice itself. Um, so to I all, used to work in one. And, so. and Sandy has experience it's in the care sector, care sector as system. well. So um, this, this panto is, and especially times like this, mm -hmm. is so important. Um, I know we, Sandy says we all have a laugh and it is like a family. We all build, um, build a relationship yeah. with one another. Right. But at the end so. of the day, we are there to get money into and, that yeah, local yeah, hospice to keep yeah. the care going yeah. that they well deserve and the amazing bit is it's february half term as well so it you know it's the matinees the evening shows you've got no excuse not to be there at stairbridge town hall yeah well due to popular demand we've added two extra shows this year um to give people a chance to come on half term evenings as well mm -hmm. um, the weekend's nearly all sold out i think there's uh, five tickets left now for sunday matinee so tickets are literally, literally selling flying off the walls flying Flying, 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 flying. Off to yep. Netherlands. Yes, they're flying off. To so hook your tickets now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's the half term week. Yeah. When the kids have got nothing to do. Mm, what yes, better yes. time? And they ain't going to get up get in the morning. The house. House. They ain't going to get up in the morning so they can come on the evening. The bars open. The mum and dad can have a few, and the kids can have a great time. Great and uh, and they don't ain't going to get up for school the next day. Perfect. It sounds, sounds amazing. Boom, boom. Absolutely perfect. It is going to be an amazingly perfect panto. It's going to be jolly good fun. Uh, laughs are plenty. I know that from the from the crew, and uh, uh, particularly, I mean, it must be amazing for all of you guys getting to work with Wally Wombat. I mean, that 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 says it all. Charlie still hasn't got to grips with the fact that he's size, but never mind. It's okay. He'll learn. He's still young. But they they yeah. still haven't learned yet because obviously I don't know what I'm going to do on the stage, so they're not going to know Ooh. what I'm going to do on the stage. So, you know, <laughs> talking about the stage, <laughs> we've got it. We've got to remember all the people that work tirelessly yeah. backstage, yeah, yeah, back, yeah. the flies. And we've got some brilliant special effects this year, which are going to be very hard to tech in such a small space of time. Mm. So there's so many people behind the scenes, the tech, lighting, the sound, costumes, costumes, alterations, everything to all the, what the fundraisers <clears throat> are doing at the hospice. Yeah. It's just a huge effort to put this on. And I think everyone's And it's working. a huge production as well, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we aim for the top, level. top standard. I mean, it's proved in the past being nominated for Best Regional Panto, Best Panto Dame, winning the Mayor's Local Ward. So, yeah, I was, well, you're an amazing bunch and you're doing it for an amazing cause. Thank you for what you're doing, for starters. It's going to be awesome. It is the 15th through to the 22nd of February, 01384 377 778. 01384 377 778. That's the box office number, because it's all taking place at Stairbridge Town Hall Theatre, uh, which is a wonderful theatre in itself, and it, it sets the scene beautifully. You've got a, a great setup, as you say, and it's a, another amazing team who bring it all together. Thank you, gang. Break a leg, and we look forward to seeing you. <laughs> I think I think you just broken Zoom to be fair. <laughs> when it comes to talking to some of my guests, uh, there's normally like one or two things that we need to bring up because they're happening over the next couple of months. Okay, I, we're on at least five, I think, with Mr. Poynton here, uh, Richard. Stage door, Johnny. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. I'm very busy, but I'm good. I'm whole yeah, together. It, it's quite clear you are exceptionally busy. Not only have you got all these things to do, but you've also got loads of things to go to. Now you're a, a massive social media type of person too. <laughs> well, yes, the invites are coming thick and fast uh, now that I've got a bit of a social media presence, which is really exciting as well. You're an influencer and everything. 
See, I, I'm, that term still doesn't sit very comfortably with me for some reason. Well, well the thing is, it's because we both know that influencers don't really influence anybody. But when you've got something entertaining and you've got a concept out there, actually, the, the fact that you do what you do means that people will be interested in what you like. Well, hopefully, yeah. I just kind of, yeah, share the things that I'm interested in. And, and that's basically how I started off sharing the content that I created. It was just all for me to make sure that I enjoyed it. And it just so happens that a lot of people are enjoying it as well. Oh, yeah, I think what, 250,000 of them last count on. That's only on your, your Instagram, is it? Yeah, that's on Instagram. Instagram's gone crazy um, literally since the new year. I think on January 1st, I had a huge uptick in followers and that was to about 50,000. And I was gobsmacked and now gets 270,000 of the last count. <laughs> so that's all good going nobody's more surprised than me there's the tiktok as well come on i, I enjoy your content you're one of the few people i actually like watching on the internet and i like it even more for the fact i know you and you're a nice bloke that's very kind of you yeah so on tiktok i'm currently just about i think i'm five thousand off 1.5 million so hopefully within the next couple of weeks that should um tick over as well which again is just bonkers yeah but before you know it you'll be doing brand launches and everything <laughs> but open. Yeah. We've got a lot of things to launch in the meantime, though, because yeah. I think chronologically, should we go through these in order? Because February brings, is it Trey Trey Cabaret? Yeah, so Trey Trey Cabaret comes back on the 11th of February. That's at the Hub St Mary's, um, the church that's in the centre of Litchfield on the Market Square, um, which is a, a burlesque cabaret variety show that I've produced. What you expect to see in a church? Absolutely. Yeah, I remember when we did the first one there, somebody said that people were burned in the town square for less than we did <laughs> in uh, the church that evening. So, uh, so yeah, but it is a deconsecrated church and uh, is now a performance venue. Um, so we've got some burlesque dancers. We've also got a juggler, John Udry, who performs on cruise ships. He's currently Ante in Antigua somewhere. Um, Velma von Bonbon's performing. She's a unicyclist. The name just said unicyclist to me. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It screams unicyclist. But Velma's got Velma is multi-talented. She's probably busier than I am. She does <laughs> puppeteering. She does contortion. She does um, a martini glass acts. She um, she does all sorts. And I can't <laughs> wait for Litchfield to be able to see her. That's going to be good. And then after we've done all that, we'll, we'll recap all the, uh, the, the the booking details at the end, I think. That's probably the safest yeah. way of doing it. So make sure you've got a pen and paper to hand. Yeah. So after that, it's bingo in March. Yeah, so my bingo show, Bingo Hun, is on the 18th of March. That, again, is at the Hub St Mary's. And it's just a really light-hearted, frivolous bingo show. So we play three games of prize bingo across the night. And it's to do with kind of all things um, hun. And if you're not aware of what a hun is, it's a particular kind of person uh, like Gemma Collins is a hun, Letitia Dean would be classed as a hun, um, and we all of our bingo calls are based around those uh, people as well. So we've got five and three, Natalie Cassidy, which is possibly my favourite one, um, <laughs> and the prizes are all hun related as well. So there's usually like a bottle of Prosecco um, for people to kind of gather their best huns and uh, yeah, have a night out and a knees up. It sounds like brilliant fun. Uh, so we'll follow on from that. Then there, there, then we're on to the kind of shows that you're directing or bringing together. And, and this sort of is a whole, you know, another extra uh, part of your world. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do those next. So what, which one are we, we going to talk about yeah, so I, chronologically? I a bit of freelance theatre directing as well, because <laughs> that's where my kind of background comes from. It's also where I got my username Stage Door Johnny from <laughs> um, because of my love of theatre. And so I'm currently directing Litchfield Musical Youth Theatre in their production of Into the Woods 
which is taking place at Litchfield Cathedral, uh, and that's going to be on at the last week of April, I believe, uh, this year. Um, and I'm not too sure if tickets are on sale as yet, so people have to keep their eye on uh, the socials. But when, and we'll we'll do something about that, and we'll get some of the cast on. Uh, we'll probably zoom that one yeah. as well. And we've um, kind of at the start of another process. So just as Into the Woods will finish. We'll really be in the swing of my next production, which is Chitty Chitty. I can't even say it. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, don't get that wrong. Um, Sun Town Hall uh, in October of this year, but we literally launched it last Thursday. Uh, we haven't even had auditions yet, um, but it's going to be a really brilliant production. The car is already sorted. We've got the um, the Chitty car that was on Strictly Come Dancing, in fact. Um, so wow. if you saw, um, I think it was a Charleston that two people did, but they uh, used, we've got the Chitty from that. There you are. So Celebrity Chitty. Absolutely. <laughs> not not as many followers as you, though. That's that's the thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we, we again, we will talk about that one and get uh, that sorted. But if people do want to audition, we can quickly give a website for that. How do people find that one on the socials or something? Yeah, so the Tudor, it's Tudor Musical Comedy Society that I'm uh, directing that for. So their website is tudormcs.uk, I believe. I don't think there's a... I don't think there's a co in there. Okay, well, just Google that if you get stuck, yeah. and you'll be looking for the one with the flying car that's been on the telly. So yeah. uh, that'll do the job there. And uh, what's what's more to add? Is there more? Um, I've also um, started producing or programming rather a, uh, a stand-up comedy night. Now this what is this is at, back in Litchfield again. This is back in Litchfield, yeah, back at the hub. In fact, the next one is on the eighth of February, and it's called the Altar Comedy Club. And we're kind of playing on the idea of because it's a church, it's the altar, but also we're trying to provide an alternative um, to the kind of mainstream comedy nights that you might see um, regularly available in any big city. Um, and the 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 way that came about is. They partnered with Leicester Comedy Festival, which is run by Big Difference, mm -hmm. uh, to find an intern to work with Big Difference for three months, produce three shows, and then this young person was going to take it on all on their own. And nobody applied. <laughs> so ah. uh, the Hub were left with a comedy show with nobody pr to produce it. And then they, they came a knock in and asked if I would um, take it on. And so it's been really successful. Every single one has sold out. Um, we've had um, comedians from all over the place performing. Um, and yeah, it's been a really popular night. There's a different lineup every single time. Um, and I think it's worth worth a punt. I think it's only about £14. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are four comedians. There's usually one local comedian who's at the start of their career and then a more established uh, headliner. And when's that? That's the 8th of February. And the headliner we have for that one is Morgan Rees. Um, so you might have seen him in and around the internet as he's uh, very popular online. And again, well, you're very popular online. Did you get to MC uh, any of these as well? Um, I don't MC these ones, no. It's a little night off for me. I do a little announcement before the show. Um, but the world of um, stand-up comedy is far more stressful than the world of cabaret mm -hmm. because I'm used to performers arriving at around about half past three, four o'clock, doing a tech run. Everybody's there. Everybody's kind of rehearsed. Whereas at stand-up comedy night, the person who's the... MC might not even arrive 10 minutes before curtain up and so I'm just backstage kind of rocking and chewing my fingernails and thinking uh, I might have to MC this gig after all yeah absolutely we came pretty close when somebody missed their train stop and ended up in Warrington um so yeah that's the closest I've come to almost stepping on the stage uh, myself <laughs> so but you could, you, could, at all costs. you could do that that's the thing you could easily MC a night like that but you don't have the uh, you don't have a pre sort of worked out script to you know, exactly, the MCs yeah, will normally have part of their set they do 
yeah, mine's just a bit of a chat with the audience and working with the people in the room. But and also, I think stand-up comedy audiences are a very different crowd as well. They seem a lot more hard work than cabaret audiences. Cabaret audiences tend to know what they're coming for and are really up for a good night out. Whereas I think comedy audiences almost want to be impressed a little bit, are a bit more judgy. Um, but we like to harvest a really lovely, warm atmosphere and as I said they've been hugely popular hugely successful so the comedians have surely done a great job of winning winning those audiences over okay it's full-on web address time now and uh, most of these taking place at the Hubbard St Mary's makes it a bit simpler because that's going to be one box office I'm going to guess Absolutely, yes. So um, tickets are available all from their website, which is um, uk. So get that for that's that's for your your, your um, uh, trade trade cabaret. Your yeah. uh, what are we calling the comedy night? The comedy night is the Ultra Comedy Club. The Ultra Comedy Club, and then uh, of course uh, the the Bingo Hun as well. And Bingo Hun, yes, is so that's for those venue. Yes, and, and everything else we'll be sort of getting involved with uh, at some point to 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 make sure we plug, share, and uh, everyone can come along and enjoy. Perfect. Okay, now the only other thing we obviously we've we've alluded to your online presence. Uh, how do we find you on there? Because we mentioned Stage Door Johnny, which is your uh, your pseudonym. Yeah, well, it's exactly the same username for both TikTok and Instagram. So it's at stage underscore door underscore Johnny. And you'll find loads of little skits around the English language that I've been sharing on both of those platforms. And I've been shared far and wide by various people. Ali Ash from Strictly shared one of my reels the other day. I think that's why my account's kind of blown up. Is some <laughs> rather famous people with massive followings have shared my content. So uh, it's been brilliant. That's all good. And it's, a, it's absolutely well-deserved. And you're nice. You're not even slightly annoying. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jason. I'll, I shall try and stay extremely grounded. It's all just been a really wonderful surprise, really. I've never really courted it. I've never aimed for it. And so everything has just been a, a huge delight, really. And no one's more surprised than I am. Well, I say we're all very pleased for you, which is the good bit. And we look forward to more content as we go along. And I like it when a new thing pops up and it's got your face on it. It always works well. Stage uh-huh. of Johnny, Richard Poynton, thank you. You're welcome. of us don't understand the impact microplastics have on our world and levels of microplastic have grown significantly over the years and show no sign of stopping. To tell us more, I'm joined now by uh, somebody who we we know more for his his, his output when it comes to exercise. That is Mr. Motivator, Derek Evans, MBE. And also on the line, uh, we have Dave Dalton, CEO of British Glass. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great hairstyle, by the way. Well, I, I think it works. I, I, I've modelled it on you for all these years. Uh, so, uh, first of all, let's start with you, Mr. Motivator. Your involvement in this, obviously, yeah. somebody who likes to look after himself, but also the planet too. Microplastics are an issue, and they're getting into our food chain. Yeah, you know, the thing is, right, I mean, obviously, I've been promoting for years and years and years everything to do with physical activity, getting yourself physically fit, also mentally fit, emotionally fit. But one essential part of all of us in terms of our well-being is what we put in our body. And you know that when we go out, we like to make choices about what is healthy, what is not. But also the packaging that it comes in is also an important point. And the microplastics is something I didn't know very much about at all until I saw this research and I started understanding how these plastics do get into the food chain. They do get into what we drink. They're in the water system. They're in the very air we breathe. And I think if you're looking for a state of well-being, I think it's important that, that we're all aware of what may be a potential harm to all of us as we strive for a better and a healthier life. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Dave, uh, when it comes to uh, the microplastics in products, they've been ruled out of things like uh, facial washes and body scrubs to make sure we don't get too much stuff going down the drain. But there still is a real issue. And every time we use plastics, if that ends up into a watercourse, it will start to break down into these small particles, which could damage our food chain and the environment. Indeed. But I think the problem is broader than that. It, it's very recent that we've started to interrogate the the impact of microplastics, I think, for, for a long time, probably going back to the sort of first um, iterations under the uh, the scrutinous eye of, uh, of David Attenborough, when we were brought to the awareness of, of plastics in the oceans, we've been looking at the, the prevalence of plastics in society generally. But microplastics are something very recent to the agenda. These are where longer term polymers tend to break down under different sorts of circumstances, simple things like Clothes containing um, plasticized material in your tumble dryer get damaged as the, as the thing goes round and gets expelled into the air. So we breathe it. So our homes are covered in it. Drinking vessels, um, particularly packaging. So when you look at beverage bottles, when you look at food containers, it's easy to have plastic or plastic lining in these. And we consume them. And quite honestly, we don't there. But we do know recent studies have started to pick them up in the physiology of humans and, and other animals on the planet. So I think rightly so, people are looking to extend research into that. And our business here is, as a, an alternative provider in, into that arena from, from a glass industry perspective is to say that, yes, if people have a, a conscious choice, then maybe if we make them aware that that glass has none of these issues in terms of the, the, the fallout of microplastics that can be ingested, then there is a, an alternative out there. Yeah, because I mean, glass itself is made of a product we find on our beaches. It is effectively sand, which is uh, then reconstituted to something very useful for us. And I have to admit, I mean, Derek as well, Mr. Motivator, when we were growing up, all pop was in glass bottles. It was none of this plastic. And we just took them back and recycled them. So there was a, a, always a cycle there. So it, it is important that we look after these things. Uh, and uh, to to mark this and to avoid people doing things like tumble drying their clothes and whereas a fleece might be made out of recycled plastic bottles, that's great. But as you said, tumble drying it is going to put those into our lungs and uh, yeah, further beyond. But we can we can dance it off, can't we? I think you've, you've got a little bit of a, a move to share. You, you know, the thing is, right, we produced a video to highlight the fact that, you know, listen, there are all these um, issues going on out there that we should be aware of. And, and basically your fitness and your health is critical. So therefore, if people really want to see that video and the contents, you need to go onto the British Glass site and uh, David will give you what the website is, or they can actually go onto my Instagram, Real Mr. Motivator, and that way they can see it. But if you want some exercises that we should all should be looking at for the start of the year, in terms of getting fitter and healthier, all of us right now can make a change in the difference, just by the way we sit, just by the way in which we stand, the amount of times that we should get up every single hour to make sure that we use all those essential muscles we have in our body. So it's important to stand and sit as often as we can, right? But equally, I think it's important that we look at our posture and every single day stand up tall, look in that mirror and be proud of who we are. But don't make things like microplastic spoil the very body that we're trying to work and get fitter and get healthier with. 
Absolutely, and we can make those choices ourselves. And if we choose glass, and if more people are buying glass, if you, if you if you've got a party coming up, use real glass rather than plastic. If you if you're buying something off the shelf, choose the one that's in glass. Mr. Motivator, I spot you there with your reusable use reusable bottle. You can get glass reusable bottles as well. And again, they're easy to recycle, so that does the job. And and Dave, where can we go for more information on, on all these things and get some great tips? And of course, see the video of Derek in action. Well, you can see Derek, of course, on the Real Mr. Motivator Instagram, but the, the webpage at britglass.org.uk forward slash workout has the video and you can find more information generally in the British Glass website or on our Facebook Friends of Glass UK. But also there is that need to talk to the suppliers that we buy things from and, and, and the big brands. I mean, I, I love buying a bottle of Coca-Cola in glass. It, I think it tastes better, to be fair. I don't like drinking out of plastic anyway. But it's a, it, it is about making those choices. And if we do it commercially and then we recycle that glass, we're actually going to be much better for the environment than if we're buying plastics and, and recycling them. Hey, listen, I get my milk delivered. Why? Because I love the clink of glass in the mornings, right, when I can hear the milkman coming down the road. I hate those plastic big bottles that I end up using when I buy from the supermarket and end up throwing it away. So I think we're doing lots for the environment, but at the same time, by being aware about microplastics, we're doing a lot of good for ourselves in terms of making sure we use glass when we should. Yeah, absolutely. I said that I've got glass milk bottles as well, so I enjoy that. And, and Dave, just a few yeah. closing points from you. Yeah, we. I think we put this sort of idea together and listed five basic points, only one of which is, is relevant to glass, but because people do have concerns, it's mentioned in the press that these microplastics could uh, in some way affect our, our physiology. We, we don't know, research is on, ongoing, and it may be that there's nothing there, but obviously our bodies weren't designed to take these things, and, and therefore people that do have concerns, we wanted to give some little inspiration to what they could do to avoid them or to reduce the amount of intake so we did look at things like tumble drying air dry clothes if you're not breaking those plastic polymers down and forcing them into the air you're not breathing them in vacuum up regularly because if you do do that and they fall and they fall onto the ground and, and your soft furnishings if you vacuum up they're not there to be disturbed and, and breathed in again choose glass rather than plastic where you can so you're not actually ingesting these things choose um, glass or ceramic cups when you're drinking yeah. rather than plastic or, or polystyrene and it's it's basically these simple things that we want people to be aware of that will help reduce the amount of intake of what could be materials that are potentially doing something to the human body that we don't yet understand absolutely give us that web address one more time that's brickglass.org.uk forward slash workout uh, and Derek, you're once again online. Remind us of your Insta. Yes, it's Real Mr. Motivator on Instagram. And listen, it's all about motivation, pointing in the right direction, and at the same time reminding you that every bad moment in your life is only a bad moment. It's not a bad life. So look after yourself and you'll last a lifetime. That's the way we like it. Everybody get motivated. Oh, David Dalton <laughs> of British Glass CEO over there. And of course, Mr. Motivator, our true motivation, motivating the nation for longer than we all care to remember and still looking fantastic on it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. You're too good. Thank you. Thank you. Really well. Thank you. That's it all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 709 next week. I'll see you then. Ciao for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar Goodbye from the milk bar 
Goodbye from the milk bar, yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar, yeah.